0: This podcast was brought to you by Pastor Mike Calstrip and Fellowship Church. For more information, visit thefellowship.church. Well, hallelujah. Good to see all of you this morning. Y'all glad to be in church? How many of you know this is better than a morgue? (laughs) Come on. Wouldn't you agree? Glory to God forevermore. Hallelujah. Thank God for the victory that we have in Him. You know, it... uh, It seems, I guess I would say, um, based on today's uh, environment, that uh, uh, our, uh, our praise life and what it is that we're focusing on and looking at is maybe not the best. You say, what do you mean by that? Well, you know, Jesus said, I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Well, if we believe in an abundant life and if we believe that the victory that Jesus came to give us is true, then there'd be a different expression. Are you listening to me? But unfortunately, we live in a world right now that is in very perilous and tumultuous times. And so if we are focused and our fixation is on all of that, then what it does is it creates a spirit of heaviness. And Jesus came to set us free from that. So, you know, I understand that uh, uh, that's a challenge for us, but I tell you what, you have to resist the devil because that's all it is. It's the spirit of anti-Christ. Are you listening to me? You know, if I had it to do all over again, I'd make you do praise and worship all over again. You know? You say, can we do that? Well, we could, you know? You know, when we come, we should come to honor Him. Now, again, this is, there's no, I'm not creating uh, condemnation here on any any level. But I'm telling you what, if in fact we believe that the King is in the house, then we ought to be honoring the King. Now, again, let me just say as a disclaimer, if you want to call it that, you know, if all you do is think about what's going on in this world seven days a week, and then you come to church, and then we're all going to get happy. It ain't going to happen. Are you listening to me? So you say, well, Pastor, what do, you, what do you want us to do? I want you to shut the TV off for one thing. Okay? You still glad you came? <laughs> you know, I mean, you, 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 you're feeding on the wrong stuff. You say, well, how do you know that? <laughs> all I've got to do is hang out with you for a little bit, and I know what you've been thinking about. Are you with me? What a beautiful song set to honor the king and to talk and speak of his victory. And we're just kind of, you know, going through the motions. That doesn't honor him. Now, again, I'm going to let you off the hook because I realize that there's all this stuff going on. But you guys, you got to stop it. You know, you come into the house. When we come in the house, we need to come to honor the king are you with? Because he's victorious. You know, he stood before Pilate and he was, you know, interrogating him and Jesus made the statement. He said, my kingdom's not of this world. If it were, my servants would be here and they would fight. And, you know, another place in the Scripture says that all of the kingdoms of this world will become the kingdoms of our God. So while we see all of these things going on, we need to keep our eyes on the main thing, don't we? Huh? Hallelujah. You are my deliverance. Isn't that what we just got done singing? And praise God, that ought to be what's on our lips. Instead of my God, what are we going to do? Are you with me? Now, I don't know how this thing's going to turn out, but I tell you what, Jesus is coming again. And I tell you, when he comes, every knee is going to bow. And everyone is going to confess that he is Lord. All these agendas, all the ideologies, all of the stuff, you know, that you see going on in the world, it is all going to bow to the name of Jesus. All of it. Every bit of it. Now, you're a king's kid. Your citizenship, the Bible says, is in heaven. Huh? The Bible says, now, beloved, are we the sons of God. It does not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when we see him, we will be like him. Hallelujah. We shall see him as he is. So it is incumbent upon the church in these last days. You know, Jesus, he wrote these things. You know, he said, all this stuff's going to come to pass. He says, see that you be not troubled. And the only way that that can happen is if you're not always dwelling on it and thinking about it. Are you with me? They say, yeah, but I, I, don't, I, I don't know. I, yeah. Yeah. Hallelujah. Get it off of you, you guys. I can't do it for you. You know? I tell you sometimes, you know, I mean, the thing of it is is that, you know, your flesh so often will try to or attempt to keep you uh, down for lack of a better way. And you've got to stop listening to your flesh. Am I in the right house? Yes. <laughs> Somebody I don't even know if I should say this. I might as well. I mean, I'll probably get in trouble anyway. Somebody made the statement, you know, uh, they, they got upset because that's when I asked the question, am I in the right house? They didn't like that. They didn't think I should say that. It's a joke, dude. Come on. Lighten up, will you? <laughs> Obviously, when those types of things happened, you know, or people have that kind of sense or whatever, there's probably a few other things going on in their lives. They're looking for some way to be offended so they don't have to go to church. You know, you need to be in church, Come on. You say, well, here I am. Well, good for you. Praise God. You qualify. You know? We're living in the last days. Hallelujah. And Jesus is coming again. So I, 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 all of that that I just got in saying is simply an exhortation for you. So that, you know, when, when uh, uh, like as the psalmist said, I was glad when they said to me, let's go to the house of the Lord. Huh? So that you can come and lift up your voices and you can forget about all the rest of that stuff. I mean, you know, the stuff, you know, you bring it with you. And, and the thing of it is, is that in order for you to, to receive the word of God, that stuff, you got to get rid of it. You know, it's kind of like when you're... Uh, uh, you know, let's just say you're going to go and you're going to compete in a football game or basketball game or whatever. There's all the things that they do in preparation prior to in order to get ready to play that game. Some, some people have to have their, their ankles taped, you know, and if you're in a football situation, they're out there and they're stretching, you know, and they're doing their jumping jacks and they're warming up and all of that. And, and the whole reason for all of that is so that when we get to the main event that we can perform, And so the thing is, is if we don't intentionally enter in, if we don't, you know, make it our determination that I'm going to stop thinking about all the stuff that's going on in the world and what I want to do this afternoon and what I'm going to have for lunch or whatever the case might be, you know, if you don't do that, you never get there. And then, you know, you'll go out onto the field of performance and be cold and pull muscles and have all kinds of problems and whatever, you know, because you weren't there. And for the preacher, that'd be me, you know, if your brain is somewhere else, then I might as well stay home. Thank you, I ain't taking it back. Why? Because the thing of it is, is that God wants to penetrate your life, and he needs an open door. He needs accessibility. He needs a reception or a receptivity to what it is that he wants to communicate. You know, because I'm going to share a verse of Scripture with you that says that Christ has redeemed you from the curse of the law. Well, you know, that can go right past you in a 40-minute session to where it really didn't impact your life. It didn't really mean it. It didn't get down where, you know, Christ redeemed me from the curse of the law. You know, and it just kind of well. You know, he preached on something today. I don't know. You know, Galatians somewhere. You know, yeah. I guess it was all right. Uh, what do you want to go eat? You know. You know what I'm saying? Say, boy, you're you're rare today. Yes, I am. Hi, honey. You know the thing again. You know is is that that if we're going to gather, we need to get something. Would you agree? Hallelujah! In other words, there mean there needs to be a deposit that gets made within our lives. You know, uh, when when Reverend Joe Morris was here last week, he says we're not we're just not going to church. We are the church. You know, my my son, Pastor uh, Brian, preached a message last week. He said, "Stop going to church." Well, the whole intent was, is just not going to church, but being the church. An engagement. Mm -hmm. You know, where this is what we do. This is who we are. This is why we're we're doing what we're doing. Are you with me? You know, I love what, love what, what Joe was talking about. You know, the privilege that you and I have as the generation to usher in the coming of the Lord. Hallelujah. We are that generation. You know, you've seen all of the signs and the signals and everything, you know, if you were in the meetings or if you watched on, you know, um, the Internet or something like that. I mean, it's, it's just all there. So we're it. Are you listening to me? And so, so we want to be the five wise virgins, We don't want to be the five that were unwise and brought no oil. You say, well, how do I know if I'm wise or not? Well, first, you've got to be in the body of Christ. You've got to be born again. Amen? Amen. There are a lot of people in churches, you guys, they don't know God from Adam. They just think, you know, well, I've been baptized in water. I'm a member of the church. You know, I give him a little money once in a while, you know, whatever. That's not, that's not a relationship with God. It's not even a relationship with the church. Yeah, right. Are you listening to me? Yeah. You must be born again. What's that mean? That means you give him all of your heart, all of your soul, all of your mind. You surrender to the will of God. And you repent because of your need for a Savior because of the sin that is in your life. The Bible says that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. The Bible says there isn't anyone that's righteous. No, not one. So we're not getting into the kingdom of heaven on the basis of our merit. But you know, so many folk, that's what they think. Well, I'm better than they. I didn't do what they're doing. I'm not whatever, whatever. None of it matters. You can have the most wretched person. You remember the woman that was taken in adultery and that, you know, these guys drug her out in the middle of the street to condemn her and they wanted to stone her? Jesus asked the question, he that is without sin, you get it started. And nobody, because being convicted by their own conscience, could throw the rock. And so they all started dropping them and walking away. And Jesus asked that woman, where are your accusers? Is there no one here to condemn you? She said, no one Lord. This is the most powerful statement that you'll ever hear. Jesus said, neither do I. Go and sin no more. What mercy what amazing grace but you know, when you put yourself in an environment where you're comparing yourselves among yourselves, and we got all this competition going on about who's the greatest, you know, in the church, dude, you're just barking in the dark. Are you with me? And then there are others, you know, in the world, if, if, if you were like me, I, I, you know, I was a rank sinner, I knew it, everybody else knew it, the whole world knew it, the devil knew it, God knew it, everybody knew it. So I wasn't trying to even stay in that environment, dude. If we're going to sin, let's do it hard. But you know, when you're without a Savior, and you don't know Jesus, and you're lost, there is an absence, a vacancy, a void that is on the inside of you that is it's inescapable. And I had that. I wanted to do, right? I just didn't know how. Grow up in the church, you know, going through all the motions, and none of it did me any good. And that's my fear is that we're living in a world where people think they're okay and they're not. And then there are others that know they're not okay, but they don't know how to get there. I didn't know how to get there. It wasn't until I realized if I got enough of the Word of God on the inside of me that I realized that I needed to give my heart, my entire heart to him. Hold nothing back. Are you with me? People hold stuff back. You know, they kind of take this salvation thing cafeteria style. That's not the way it works. In the kingdom of heaven, it's either all or nothing at all. You know, there were a lot of challenges in the disciples' lives. Jesus challenged them all the time. There are people, you know, that couldn't understand what it was he was saying. He said, man, that guy's nuts. And they took off. And he turned to his own disciples and he said, you leaving too? He didn't try to hang on to people. Oh, please don't go. You know, oh, oh, make sure you're in church, you know. He, was, he didn't do any of that. He gave man a choice. You have a choice. I have a choice. Are you listening to me? Well, make me feel better. That's not my responsibility. Are you listening to me? He said, are you going? they said, where will we go? You have the words of eternal life. You know, never in the history, well, maybe, I don't know, you know, at least in my history, never in the history of my life have we needed to seek God more than we do right now. Are you listening to me? You know, I find it interesting because you'll read in the scriptures where, you know, Daniel, for example, he, he he, he chose or he sought to begin to seek the Lord with prayer and fasting. And so they would pray. Nehemiah did the same thing. God began to speak to Nehemiah. God began to speak to Daniel. Isn't it amazing that if we would seek the Lord, that he might speak to us, speak about our fears, Talk talk to us about our anxieties, Deal with us about the wisdom that we need to navigate through troubling waters and things that are going on within our lives. There is a priority. There must be certain values that that we have within our lives that are irrevocable, and they are non-negotiable, and they are always constant. They have to be constant. Otherwise, we're going to find ourselves in a place we don't want to be in. Am I in the right house? So there's decisions and choices and things that we have to make. Well, You say that's, 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 pretty, uh, that's pretty sobering, that's pretty, you know, you're, you're requiring something of us. Jesus Christ went to a cross and he died and gave his life for you and I. You talk about cost. When you want to talk about cost, you think about what it is that he was willing to do for you so you could be in this place today. Are you with me? It's, it's tight, but it's right. You know what I'm saying? It's rough, but you need it. Hallelujah. We're living in the last days, you guys. It's not, it's not, we don't have the luxury, if I guess I could say it that way, to just, you know, go on just doing what we do, living our lives however we want to live them, you know? We were bought with a price. He gave everything so that we could be ushered into His kingdom. Hallelujah. So, we need to take our place. That's really what my message was about this morning. It took me a long time to get there. But I'd rather rather communicate with you about what it is the Spirit of God is saying to us than for me just to come up with some kind of stuff. I've got colleagues that I've grown up with, started out together in the faith, and they preach a social gospel now. They don't preach the word of faith. They don't preach, you know, repentance. They don't, they don't, they're not doing this. You know, they're, they're, uh, yeah. So unfortunate. Unfortunate. You know, when Paul talked about he said, we having the same spirit of faith as it is written, I believe, therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore speak. People need the word of God. They don't need accolades. They don't need, you know, some kind of pontification, you know, where we try to make everybody happy and whatever. No, I'm telling you, praise God. God's word, living word, the final word, the authority of his word is what people need to hear. And it is in the context of that word that we align our lives with it. We don't make it fit our lives. We make our lives fit it. We got immorality within our our nation, rampant. And not only that, but blatantly being being encouraged. Our kids are being... um, indoctrinated, identity matters, you know, with sexual identity. Listen, it's simple. You are either a man or you are a woman. You are not both. You're not in between. You're not something else. People say, well, that's not, you know, you shouldn't say that. Why shouldn't I say it? Why can't I say it? Because it doesn't fit your narrative? Because it doesn't fit, you know, social popularity? The church, she's going to have to stand up. Or she is going to get run over. Now the only confidence that I have in that Is that Jesus said, upon this rock I'm going to build my church and the gates of hell, which is where that comes from, will not prevail against it. You don't have to apologize for your faith in Jesus Christ and what is right. Certainly it may not be popular. All kinds of men and women of God, people that love Jesus and live for God, they were persecuted all the time. Some of them lost their lives. They gave their lives as a martyr for the testimony and the name of Jesus. This really turned out a whole lot different than what i planned. You all right? Well, you're still here. That's good. Hallelujah. <laughs> Woo! You say, Well, I like Joe better. You know, he's telling us Jesus come again, and you know, we're gonna get raptured, you know, it's all gonna be good, and, you know, we can't go through all the hell and whatever, you know, because after all, Jesus is gonna get us. Come get us. Well, he's coming to get you. You can be thankful for that. But in the meantime <laughs> In the meanwhile, back at the pass, if you're a Western kind of guy, you know, hallelujah. You know, somebody was, uh, this is a little levity here just to kind of lighten things up or something, you know, that, that uh, my head usher here, Jeff, said he was going to get a shirt or hat or something for, for uh, Jeff uh, uh, Straczynski that says, uh, what was it going to be? <laughs> I love Festus. Now, some of you young people, do you even know who Festus is? (laughs) Unless you watch Gunsmoke, you don't have a clue. But see, Festus was the only one in Gunsmoke that rode a donkey. And Mr. Straczynski here happens to have four of them, one of which his name is George. You know? What's the name of the rest of them? Julio, Maria, and Jane. Jane, Julio, and Maria. Buy the shirt so he can wear it, will you? (laughs) Festus. We're living in the last days, you guys. Work at altering your lifestyle to include him. Huh? You know, the Bible talks about how that Jesus chose 12 so that they might be with him. Do you know that He wants you to be with Him? He invites you to be with Him. And sometimes we got all this stuff going on, got all these things that are available to us, and none of those things in and of themselves are wrong. But I'm, I'm, I'm kind of coming back to this thing about having to have a certain set of values within your life that does not exclude Him. Huh? Well, I'm not excluding Him. I'm here today. Great. That's awesome! You know, you're being obedient to the Word. That's good. But you know, you can't, you know, you just, it just can't be once a week. You know, fall in love with Him again, will you? Amen. Fall in love with Him again. Go back to your first love. Well, I can't, man. I ain't got time. <laughs> yes, you do. I got you know you know, don't you know what's going on in the world around us? I mean, you know, come on, man. I mean there's there's stuff here. Yeah, and there's and there's little that you can do with it do about it without him. That's right. That's right. That's right. You know, I mentioned this here a week or so back, but um, we're gonna begin to extend an invitation for people to come and pray. Um, I think in the context of the church here, because the church needs to pray. And uh, pray for um, our future and the things that are coming on the earth. Hell is being unleashed at an unbelievable rate. And all of it is in order to subjugate and control this world. Now that's not going to happen because Jesus, the king, is going to show up and fix it. But in the meantime, and you see it happening on every level. You know, we got this cancel culture thing going on, you know, so it happens in individuals who are telling you how you ought to live. It happens through groups that are telling you how you ought to live. It happens through organizations that are telling you how you ought to live. It happens through governments who are telling you how you ought to live. What are they doing? They're taking away your freedom and telling you what it is that you're supposed to do. Now you say, well, yeah. Bless God, let's get our, you know, whatever. Dude, I'm telling you what, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to pull down the strongholds. Are you listening to me? You say, well, that don't work. Yes, it does. You unbelieving doubt and outfit? Prayer can change things only if we pray. Are you with me? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Don't put up with the cancel culture in your world. Now, I'm not talking about, you know, picking a fight or anything of that nature. But I'm telling you what, you guys, you got to stand up. Are you listening to me? Because there's an attempt, and and we see this all the time, in the world in which we're living. (laughs) You know, where there's this thumb... That is being placed upon people in an attempt to control them. You know? People in the name of, you know, disease and whatever. And the disease is, or I mean, the virus is re- real. And there are people who have died as a result of it. But, you know, when you compare it to other diseases and things like that, it's no different than so many of the rest. And yet they're using it. They're using it to control people. You know, now, now here's a weird thing for you. Get, get a load of this. You know, in California, you know, we're all aware of uh, Newsom and his intentions, you know, and he's shutting down all the churches and stuff and they say, we ain't shutting down. You know? Now, 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 but, but you have to understand just this last week, this thing comes up on my screen and says, you don't have enough memory in your deal and I'm working too hard at this and you got to do something. So my son comes in and he says we just need to wipe this all off and we need to get everything on, you know, in a cloud and then that way you'll have memory and you'll have this and you'll whatever, you know, whatever. I said just do it. So he does it. So when he does this, he wipes my thing all off and he, and I've got a program, a software program called Logos that I use for my studies. Well, I get ready, you know, I'm going to get preparing, you know, for today, which <laughs> I didn't really need it. But anyway, <laughs> you know, um, I said, it's gone. I mean, it, it disappeared. Well, so then he says, well, we can put it back on there. And so he, well, come to find out, my operating system sold so on, the, on the thing that it wouldn't uh, work together. Is that right? So he just said, well, we just need to update the island. I said, well, then do that. And so he starts doing that. Okay? So uh, so uh, everything's brand new. You know, stuff's coming up. It's all, you know, synchronizing with whatever, you know, and we're just just having a happy time. Well, I get a. uh, I get a. uh, I've had this email on my computer for some time. And um, it's from a minister in California. And this minister in this um, email says some things about, you know, not submitting to the government and not putting up with. You know, in a roundabout way. You know, some different things like that. And I'm reading it, and I, and I get done, and all of a sudden, it disappears off of my computer. And then it says in the box, it says, uh, Sender Unknown. I know who the sender was. It just left. And then before it's over with, this thing does some, you know, burping and whatever it is it does, and all of a sudden, that email... Is gone. Now, maybe Mr. Fantastic here can find it, but I'm just telling you it literally disappeared. Yeah. Say, well, shouldn't we be worried about that? Well, I'm not really worried about it because Jesus is coming again. And he's victorious. But I'm telling you, this is what I'm saying is going on in our world. And, you know, I'd heard other people, you know, make comments like that. And I thought, yeah, well, whatever, until it happens to you. And that's the other thing about this, you guys. We're living out in a cornfield someplace. But I'm telling you what, everybody, wherever they are, has to take a stand. Because it isn't going to be, you know, it isn't like, well, you know, they got it out here and whatever, whatever, whatever. It'll come if we don't stand. So pray for people that are in authority, like Kim Reynolds and all the rest of them that are in these positions that can make a difference. Pray for your law enforcement. You know? I could comment on that too, but you guys, you have to, you have to lift them up because it's righteous. It's just they're, they're, they're enforcing the law. And what we have is people that are lawless. Are you with me? And, and they do it in the name of, we have a right to protest. Well, yeah, you can, you can voice your disagreement, but you can't cancel what I say. And you also can't take it to a level where you start destroying people's lives, people's things, people everything. Am I in the right house? I haven't went on a rant. Okay, I've been really good. By definition, would you say I've been? Okay, we'll talk about that later. Okay, well, anyway. Living in the last days. Are you with me? So we need to get on the right page when it comes to what's going on in our lives. So we select and choose the right kinds of values and, and here's the thing, you guys, you've got to get into this practice to where every day, everybody say every day. Every day. Say every day. every day. One more time. Every day. every day that you take a moment, and that moment can be, it can be several moments if you want, but where you stop to acknowledge and praise His wonderful name. And you verbally out of your mouth, not, not you know, it's not like that you're trying to tell him that you praise him. You say it. You say, why is that important? Because praise stills the enemy and the avenger. Put him up in the forefront of your life. Glory to God. Let it be the first thing, praise God, that comes out of your mouth, your lips. The thing you say in the beginning of the day, this is the day the Lord has made. I am going to rejoice and be glad in it. Hallelujah! Because God has made you more than a conqueror through him that loved you. And so I want you to live from the premise of being a conqueror, not the conquered. And again, not to get back into the weeds on this deal, but that's exactly what's being preached. You know, the narrative is is that I'm a victim. And everybody's going, oh, yes, you are. And we're all going to feel sorry for ourselves. Now, I'm not saying that there aren't abuses. I'm not saying that there aren't things that need to be corrected. But I'm telling you this much about it, you guys. Do not buy into that nonsense. Because that's what it is. Jesus Christ made you free. Hallelujah a free moral agent to be able to live your life in a way that exalts and lifts up his name. Do we have trouble? Yes, but thank God we have an answer. Do we have challenges? Yes, we do, but thank God there's victory in him. Do we have trouble that we're having to deal with? Yes, but thank God we're not alone. So even though I've walked through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil because you are with me. Amen. Your rod, your staff, the word of the living God comforts me. You ought to wear out Psalm 23. And while you're at it, wear out Psalm 91. I mean, you know, I mean, get it on the inside of you so much so that if somebody pokes you, Praise God. He is my refuge and strength. Glory to God. Huh? Woo! Glory to God. I don't even know what to do now, Jeff. What would you suggest? Hallelujah. Well, I guess I'll just keep yakking for a while and then we'll see where we end up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So I hope that, that this is an exhortation to you. It's not intended to condemn. So please don't take it that way. You know, it's just adjustment that really needs to be made where our lives are concerned. Amen? Amen. You know, Jesus, uh, well, actually, the Apostle Paul made this statement. He said, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Be strong in Who? And in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God so that you may be able to stand against, stand against, stand against, stand against. Not lay down, roll over. Stand against the wiles and the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, spiritual wickedness in high and heavenly places. It's so, it's so obvious, you know? You have politicians, man, they're being used of the devil and they don't even know it. They have ideas. They have all kinds of things, you know, that they're being influenced by. So how do we deal with this? Praise God. We get down on our knees and we get the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords to show up because we've been given authority. Hallelujah. So he says to be strong in him and put on the whole armor of God. Are you listening to me? Put on the whole armor of God. Well, there's a list, a laundry list in in Ephesians chapter 6 that tells us what we can do. Matter of fact, why don't we go over there and look at that. That might be just a good place for us to land. Did I tell you to turn to Galatians chapter 3? No, I didn't. Good. Because we're not doing that anyway. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Ephesians chapter 6 Verse, uh, well, let's start with 13 because I already quoted the other ones. You know, let's just look at 10 one more time. My brethren, be strong in the Lord. God wants you to be strong. What's the opposite of strong? Huh? So God doesn't want you to be weak. He wants you to be strong. You know, now, so what does it mean to be strong in the Lord? It's a great question, isn't it? Isn't it worth thinking about? What does it mean to... What does strong in the Lord look like? What does it mean? Well, I'd like to suggest to you that it means that we're not emotionally fragile. You know, that there's a certain amount of understanding and resolve within our lives. We're, we're, we're not double-minded. Now, you know, there's a lot that could be said to that, but I mean you know, the word of God will breed confidence in your life if you've got it on the inside of you. Wouldn't you agree? So when it comes to being strong in the Lord, I'd like to say that we're resolved, that we're confident, that we, we know the word, that we have faith, that we're led by the Spirit, that we're obedient to God, that we have the fruit of the Spirit living on the inside. In other words, when people come up to us, you know, they're seeing something in us that's, that, that's remarkably different than that of the world. Love, joy, peace, temperance, you know, different things, you know, as described within the Bible. I'd say that that's what it means to be strong in the Lord. Fathers, God wants you to be strong in the Lord. He wants you to take your place in that house. Now I'm off on something completely different. God made you the head of that house, so be it. Well, I just can't do that. Yes, you can. He's equipped, you got the goods. You know, well, no, 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 that's not my personality, I'm just kind of weak. No, the Bible says, let the weak say I'm strong. Come on. Your kids need you. You know, you talk about problems, the biggest and greatest problems are in the homes where they're fatherless. The dads are absent. And so, you know, well, I'm taking care of this, and I'm doing that, and I'm trying to make a living, and I'm doing that. Great. Good. You ought to. But you still have them kids. And God wants you to be a dad to them. Mind the right house? Huh? Woo! Makes you want to shout, don't it? Hallelujah. You know? Well, it's pretty practical. You know, husbands, wives, you know, loving one another. That's being strong in the Lord. You know, are you with me? Huh? When we're not letting corrupt communication come out of our mouth, we're not talking ugly to one another, come on, put on a happy face, hallelujah. You know, you're strong in the Lord when you don't tolerate strife, when you don't put up with, you know, wrong behavior, are you listening to me? Or you don't play into the hand of that kind of activity, am I in the right house? Come on, you know, and, and, you know, mom and dad, I mean, we're talking about being strong in the Lord, but this is what I'm talking about. And when you're raising them kids, you know, you don't let, oh boy, here I go. Um, You do not let rebellion and disrespect exist within your home. It's pitiful what you sometimes see kids saying to their parents. Dude, I'm telling you what, I mean the lion of the tribe of Judah needs to come out of dad, and that's especially true if there's stuff there's there's harsh words that are being said to mom, dad. Where are you, dude? Are you listening to me? Jump on it. Say no, we are not. See, you get to choose how you're going to live. And you just got to say, this is not the way that it's going to be in this home. Now you got to live it yourself. Are you listening to me? You can't get all over little Johnny because he's disrespecting mom when you don't respect mom. Right. Jeff, shoveling off the whole load, buddy. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And it. You know, these, these, these things that I'm saying to you are not intended um, to, you know, if you don't get people's attention, if you, if you don't, for lack of a better way of saying it, get up in their grill, then you can't call them to a change within their lives. Jesus, he gave us a way in which we're to live, and that is to love one another. So love doesn't mistreat family members. I mean, that's pretty simple. So then we just ask ourselves, you know, well, then how are we to be treated? You know, or how are we to treat one another? And we learn how to do that. You know, that you have a kind word, that you encourage those that are in your household. You don't talk ugly about them. Are you with me? Everybody smile. It's wonderful anyway. You know, sometimes we do these things, and I know I've done this, you know. Sometimes we do things and we don't even know we're doing it. How many of you know what I'm talking about? But I tell you what, praise God, we ought to give one another permission to be able to call one another out and say, you know, is that really what we should be doing here? Am I in the right house? You know, you're getting this marriage uh, seminar in like 10 minutes. It's great. Huh? Didn't cost you anything either. But I'm telling you, here's the thing. The Bible says, children, obey your parents in the Lord. Why? Because it's Right? Isn't that what it says? So I'm talking to the kids here this morning, a bunch of teenagers that are in here. You know, the Bible says that you're to obey your parents in the Lord because it is right. Huh? What's it what's the rest of it say? If you back up there in the sixth chapter that we're reading, notice verse two honor your father and your mother. You say, Well, my dad was a drunk, he was an alcoholic, so was mine. Okay? You know, you want to make excuses? Dude, I had a dysfunctional dad like you wouldn't believe. Okay? But it's still, you know, in the, in the context of it, he's still my dad. Right? Maybe he wasn't there. Maybe he was intoxicated or whatever the case might be. You know, I, I get that. But don't use it for an excuse because you aren't behaving the way that you need to. Are you listening to me? You know, if your dad was dysfunctional, if your dad was jacked, if he was all messed up, then that doesn't mean you have to. Are you with me? So as much as rests within you, you should honor the place of a father in your life. Not what he does. You know, you, you're with me. You're getting the di- distinction. But you still do it. Honor your father and mother. Notice what it says, which is the first commandment. What's that last two, those last two words? With. What? Promise. With what? Promise. With what? Promise. There's a promise. Young people, there is a promise. And it's coming to you right now. Verse 3, look. That it may be well with you, and you may live long on the earth. When kids don't, dis- when, when kids don't honor their mom and dad than the, the consequence and I'm I'm far enough down the road where I've watched this because I grew up with a bunch of kids that were just a bunch of hellraisers. We got in more trouble than you can you no, know, you can't imagine. And I watched them and unfortunately they never came to a place of finding their lives in Christ and they went on and now they're not here. It's spooky. You know I'm sixty four years old in a well actually I'm I'm actually twenty one in a sixty four year old body. How many of you can attest to that? <laughs> Look at them. They're going, hey, man, I'm in on that. It's wild. It really is. And uh, But the unfortunate thing about it is where I am uh, in my life, they're no longer here. Their life was cut short. I got a friend. He was a best friend of mine. 47 years of age. He's gone. I got another one that I can think of. He's gone. I got another one I can think of. He's gone. I got another one I can think of, and he's gone. They all died prematurely. And it's because that verse right there. Oh, that's part of it. God wants you to live a long time. And that's the way it happens. So, I don't even know how to button this up. I really don't, you guys. I mean to tell you, but I really believe that what I've communicated with you today is for your admonition and your benefit. I haven't. I have never. There was nothing in my heart. Say, you know what? I'm going in there, and I am just going to beat them people to a pulp. <laughs> and then they come out bloody, and then we're all going to go have fun and eat hamburgers and hot dogs. <laughs> that <laughs> that wasn't it at all. It's just, you know, we're, we're at a time where we got to be serious about it. there's There's a sobriety to this, obviously. But, you know, um, I would be amiss if I didn't communicate that to you. i give you some flowery thing or whatever. You say, yeah, you know, but, but man, I went down the road and I've got all these troubles and, you know, I haven't done the right things. Well, who among us has? You know, we've all screwed up. Huh? And, and but here's the thing. Moving forward, from here forward, huh? We can do something different. I know people in this church. You know, they came out of the world. They gave their hearts to Jesus. God started. You know, <coughs> you know, uh, you, you gotta you gotta catch your fish before you can clean them. Are you with me? And I know people in this church, dude, that rank sinners and got saved, turned on the Word of God. And there was a lot of house cleaning that needed to be done. A lot of changing that had to be done. How many of you know what I'm talking about? So if we, if we haven't done certain things right, then let's work on getting that right. You know, if we've been at odds with one another, you know, I see couples sometimes, you know, you, you're, you're heirs together of the grace of life. My God, come on. God has given you something that is so awesome. Don't 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 mistreat it. Get on the same page. Well, you know, whenever I try to talk to her, she. Blah, 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 blah. You know, I want to take you outside in the back of the building someplace and tie you to a post and pray for you. <laughs> you know, you 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 miss what I'm saying. You know, we, we have this default where, you know, we get challenged that we need to make some changes. And all of a sudden, we, the, it's this human nature thing that happens where we go, blink, you know. And then we go, well, if they would just. It's not what I'm asking you to do. I want you to stop that. <laughs> you know? And start practicing the Word of God. Forget about what they do and don't do. Yeah, I've tried that before. It doesn't work. Well, at least if you've done it and it doesn't seem to be working, at least you're obeying the commandment that Jesus gave you to love one another. Amen. Mm. What a deal. Bob, you and your wife... Come to this service, first time you ever been here. This is, this is Jeff Straczynski's mom and dad from Indiana. And uh, boy, did they get an interesting message today. <laughs> Hallelujah. We've got another young guy over here, Dane. He's uh, playing football at Iowa Western. You know, he comes in here and he's probably thinking, my God, what is going on here? But <laughs> well, we're glad you're here, buddy. Praise God. Amen. You know, we got a great church, we have a great family. And we're going to continue to do that, and we're going to stay together, and we're going to fight the fight of faith, and we're going to win. Amen. Did you hear me? Yes. We're going to do what it is He's asked us to do, praise God, you know, and that, and you know, this whole thing that we're doing over here in just a little bit when we dismiss, it's so that we can, we can come back together so that we can have the community, the family that God has given to us. Are you listening to me? Amen. Amen. We've been three, three months now back in church, you know, and we're going to have a whole lot more of being back in church. And uh, we're going to do the things that God wants us to do. Listen to me. God wants to help you. I, uh, there's, I, um, without, without pointing anybody out, there's somebody here. I'm telling you that you are, how can I say this to you? You're doing the right things. And you just need to stay steady and continue to do it. You're disheartened because you don't seem to see the changes that you want to see. But I'm telling you that God is going to bring His promise to pass in your life. And you'll remember this day because this will bear witness with your heart. And you'll remember this day and you'll say to yourself, I'm so glad that I didn't quit and give up and lose heart. You're, you're heading the right way, my friend. Just stay there. Praise God. Hallelujah. God wants to bless His kids, doesn't He? Amen. He wants to bless your life. He wants to bless, you know, and we do that by drawing near to Him and so that He will draw near to us. You believe that? Let's stand up. I think I'm done. It's 11 o'clock. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <clears throat> We're going to have communion here in just a moment, but what I want to do is I, I want you just to check your heart. That's what I, you know, it's, it's uh, uh, you know, if there's, there are adjustments that need to be made, you know, because some of the things that I said here this morning, you know, whether it be in relationships or attitudes or whatever the case might be, I don't know what it is. It may not be anything. I don't know. But I want to afford you the opportunity. I couldn't stand up here and challenge you this way and just say, well, okay, idiot, we're done. I want you to think about your personal lives and, and, and where you're at, what you're doing, how you're handling, carrying yourself. And sure, all of us can make improvements. We all know that. But if there's something particularly, you know, that God's really dealing with you about, that's what I'm, I'm, I'm making reference to. So let's just bow our heads for a moment, if we could, please. Hallelujah. Father, we want to thank you so very much for your living word. And God, even though we've talked about a lot of different things in the house today about our lives and where it is that you've called us to and what it is that you would have us to do, Father, I pray for every person within the sound of my voice and also those that may be watching either on Facebook or YouTube. And Father, we come together today as a family. We come together as a people, Father, to stand before you and to acknowledge our need of your grace and your power within our lives. And so Father, I thank you for ministering to each and every one of us, speaking to our hearts with regard to how it is that you would have us to live. I pray for moms and dads. I pray for husbands and wives and for boys and girls, Father, that live within them homes. God, let the the love of God be that sincere and, and overwhelming influence within that life and in that family. We thank you, Father God, for our lives that are in you. And God, we pray today that you, by your spirit, will bring lasting, permanent change in people's hearts. Yes, thank you, Father. So Lord, we stand before you just this moment, just to examine our hearts before we come to this table. And God, we ask you to search our hearts, speak to our hearts, Minister to those, Father, that are in need of encouragement, those, Father, that have been disheartened. God, let them be strengthened this moment within their lives. Let them know, Father God, that you're not only with them, but you're for them and you're in them. And we just thank you for your blessing, Father, in each and every one of their lives. And, Father, if there are those that are listening, maybe even here present, they've never made a decision, Father God, to give you all of their heart all of their life, all their soul, God, we pray for them right now that a decision would be made, that they would recognize their need and say, God, I need you. Come into my heart. Forgive me of my sin. I want to make you the Lord of my life. Lord, speak to them right now. Help them, Father, to know there's a heaven to gain, a a hell to shun. And let them be assured, Father, within their own hearts that something real, something valid, something powerful has happened within their lives. And God, we thank you for that. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Praise God. Thank you, Father.